0: Log Talk Radio.
1: You know, church has become so commercial until we have gotten away from its true purpose. It has become such big business until we allow people to operate and function as long as they have something to bring to the table. People are now more concerned about recording and living in life of the rich and famous rather than knowing Jesus. For the true purpose of the church is soul business, not big business. I don't know about you. When I would rather have nothing and
2: know Jesus than to have everything and not know it. you need to confess it today. Confess him your mouth, believe him in your heart, do you know Jesus, you can know
0: Jesus in your heart. Good evening. Thank you for tuning in to the Light of Portland broadcast with Pastor Kimberly Black.
1: Oh, how wondrous is the name of the Lord. Good evening, good evening, good evening, and welcome to the light of Portland. I am your host, Pastor Kimberly Black, bringing you greetings from the city of Roses, Portland, Oregon. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. I was glad when they said unto me, let us call in to blog talk for some praise and worship. I hope and pray that you've been blessed today. I hope and pray that you've had an awesome worship experience with your church family, whether you were in person or you were um, through the social media. I hope and pray that you were blessed on today. Um, We give glory and honor to God for being our savior, our healer, our deliverer, our mind regulator, our burden bearer. We give him all praise today because he is wonderful. He is marvelous. He is glorious. He is amazing. And we honor him. Want to show, um, give honor and love to those that make this platform possible. To the Butterfields, we thank God for them. And to Archbishop Ruth Smith for her spiritual covering for us. To our sister, Pastor Sherelle Pennington, our sister and our speaker for tonight, Pastor Pamela Love, and to all the other men and women of God that preach and teach on this broadcast every, every week, every Sunday, week after week, month after month, we thank God for their faithfulness to the ministry. We thank God that they take out time to share the word of God with us. We are so excited. I want to just um, give a few announcements and let you know that this month, October, is National Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And if your church is not doing anything, just decide on your one day throughout the rest of the month to wear pink in honor of all those that survive and all those that are thriving with breast cancer. And we pray for all of those that are thriving with cancer now. We lift them up to the Lord tonight. We know that God is a healer. God is a deliverer. We ask God to keep them in the power of his might. Also this month is National Clergy Appreciation. I hope that you've taken out some time to let your pastor or um, your elder of your church or your evangelist of your church know that you appreciate them for teaching and preaching. $5 $5 Starbucks card, the price of gas, a $5 gift card to Safeway. I mean, come on now. Just a little something to say, I love you and I appreciate you. Even a card or a handwritten note to encourage them to let them know that you appreciate them for the gift that they share with you week after week. I want to invite those of you that are living in the greater Portland metropolitan area and our sister city, Vancouver, um, for a noonday prayer and praise experience. It will be at the greater St. Stephen Missionary Baptist Church at 3605 Northeast Mallory, On Saturday, October 29th, yes, I said it, Saturday, October 29th, Noonday Prayer and Praise. We're coming together to pray. We're coming together to praise and to worship and to magnify the Lord. And so I want to invite you to join us on October 29th. That's a Saturday at 12 noon at the Greater Saint Missionary Baptist Church. Here in Portland, we are preparing to go to the polls. I hope and pray you've been doing your homework. I hope and pray that you don't get your ballot and just start coloring in the dots. But I hope you've taken out some time to pray. Lord, who would you have in office? Lord, who do we need to vote for? Who's who's not just talking about it, but who's going to be about it? And the only one that knows is God. And so let's pray and ask God to give us wisdom, to give us direction that we'll know who to vote for and who to have place in these offices, what measures and which ballot numbers are going to do us good and to help serve our community, to help make our city, our state, and our nation um, be a better place. We are so honored tonight. Um, to have our guest speaker, and she's not a guest speaker. She is our every third Sunday night speaker, and I get excited for Thursday. I get excited for every Sunday night, but Pastor Pamela, I love her to death, and tonight she's going to bring the word, Um, but before she comes, um, Sister Tanya Jones um, from the Greater St. Stephen's Mission Baptist Church is going to take us to the throne of grace and prayer Following that prayer, we will have a song. Following that song, the next voice you will hear will be that of Pastor Pamela Laws. Praise the Lord, everybody. Come on. I know that if you would turn that recliner, that bed, that chair, just for a moment, make it a pew. We always hear, you hear me say, if there's praying in the pew, there's preaching in the pulpit. And whether she's sitting at the table or sitting at her desk, if we are praying that God release an anointing and a power on her, we will experience it. We will be full of his glory and full of his manifestation. So preach the word, pass the laws, preach the word. I yield this call now to Sister Tanya
3: Jones. Gracious Father, we just thank you. We thank you, Lord God, for keeping us from this morning until now, Lord God, we thank you, Father God, for for being God all by yourself. For loving us the way that you have, Father God, throughout this day. We thank you that we felt your presence from the time we got up this morning, Father God, until the time we go to sleep tonight. We thank you, Father God, for being so wonderful, so magnificent, so holy, so righteous in our lives, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for protecting us and keeping us, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, that you love us more than we can love ourselves. We thank you, Father God, that you hear the prayers of the righteous, Lord God, and that an answer is on the way. We thank you, Father God, for being who you are in our lives, in each and every one of our lives. Father God, in someone's life on this phone, you are a healer tonight. Somebody else, you are a deliverer, Lord God. Another person, you are a mind regulator. Father God, we just thank you for being the great I am, the bright and morning star, Jesus. That's what you are to us. You are the lily of the valley. And we thank you, Lord God. We thank you that you gave your only begotten son for our lives, that we may live. We may know you. We may be in relationship with you. We may be saved from ourselves, from our sinful ways. We thank you, Lord God, for being God. We thank you, Lord God, for knowing exactly what we need when we need it. We thank you, Lord God, for just being so compassionate and kind towards us. Lord God, we lift up those, Father God, that don't know you on tonight. We ask, Lord God, that they hear a word tonight, Lord God. Lord God, that they have an experience, Father God, that will shake them to their core and ask, what must I do to be saved, Lord God? Lord God, we ask that they will experience your agape love, a love that they've never felt before, Lord God. Touch now, Holy Spirit. Touch now, Father God. Touch your people tonight, Lord God. Have compassion on your people. Lord God, they're afflicted, Lord God. They're in anguish and they're in pain, Father God. And they've turned to things, Lord God, that cannot fulfill them, Lord God. But if anything, it harms them, Father God, and it takes them further away from you. They say that sin will take you further than you want to go and it will keep you longer than you want to be kept. Lord God, I believe that your people want to be released, want to be released from their wicked ways, Father God. But they don't know how to call on your name. Father God, we just ask, Lord God, that you fill their mouths tonight. Let them be able to call on your son, Jesus, because when they call on your son, Jesus, Lord God, your power is released. Lord God, deliverance will happen right there in the moment, Father God. Their hearts and their minds, Father God, will be regulated, Lord God. They will be set free from the enemy's hand, Father God. Father God, we ask that you just continuously watch over the homeless, Father God. Bless them tonight, Lord God. Let there be room in the shelter tonight, Lord God. Let there be food enough to go around, Father God. Let no one go to bed hungry tonight, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, that there's been enough food on our tables, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, that we have a roof over our heads tonight, Lord God. Father God, we thank you that we can give out of the abundance, Lord God the abundance when you bless us, Lord God, there's some left over. We're running over, Father God, because of the way that you bless us, Lord God. And we thank you for our blessings, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, how you have kept us, Lord God, as inflation is hitting, Lord God, as gas prices is rising, as rent is rising, Father God. We thank you, Lord God, that you continuously are excuse me, our way maker, Lord God, our ever-present help in the time of trouble, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, that there's no situation too hard for you, Lord God, that you will keep us in that situation, Father God. We thank you, Lord God, for getting us through this week, Father God. We thank you, and we love you, and we praise you, Lord God, and we adore you, Father, for you are worthy of our praise, Father God. I lift up every deacon and deaconess mother, Father God my sisters and brothers in Christ to you on tonight, Lord God. Whatever they're in need of, Father God, I ask that you meet them at that need, Lord God, that you continuously cover them with the blood of Jesus, Lord God. Not only them, but their children and their grandchildren, Lord God. Lord God, we've been praying for those lost family members, Father God. Let it come to pass while we're still here on this earth, Lord God, because I know that we will rejoice, Lord God. We will praise you, Lord God for the deliverance. We will praise you, Lord God, for saving our loved ones, Lord God. We thank you and we praise you, Father God, that that you are just God. We thank you for Pastor Pamela Laws, Father God. We thank you, Lord God, that you are releasing a rammer, a rammer word from her belly on tonight, Lord God. Give us ears to hear, a heart to receive, Lord. Let the, your word fall on good soil, Father God, that we may meditate on it, Lord God, and live by it, Lord God, that we will not just be hearers of your word, but doers of your word, Lord God. And then, you know, once it, it dwells within us, once it gets rooted in us, Lord God, we'll run out and want to go share it with somebody else, Father God. Father God, help us to be loving and kind towards others, Lord God, that crossed our path this week. Father God, help us to, to remember your word, Father God. Help us to be able to To those that are lovable, people are starting to get a little cranky, Father God, and it's kind of hard, Lord God, but there's nothing too hard for you, Father God. Father God, just keep us, keep us in our right minds, Father God, as we go throughout the week. Father God, we love you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.
4: You breathe your life in me You have been so, so kind to me Fall, still you Tear Down
0: Amazing! You couldn't hear all of the words, but the gist that I was able to pull from that song was that even though we don't deserve it, even though we have not crossed every T, we have not dotted every I. There is nothing. He named several things and said none of those things will keep you, God, from coming after me and and i don't know where you are in your walk with christ and uh, i i don't i don't know how you feel uh about a god amen who who doesn't mind uh going to bat for you uh doesn't mind amen uh reaching in and 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 being involved in your situation but family i tell you it's nothing like knowing that daddy has your back Nothing nothing like knowing that no matter where you are, amen, he is big enough. My Lord, he, he is bad enough, hallelujah, amen, to step in on your behalf, hallelujah, and make your crooked path straight. Lord, I thank you. Give you beauty for ashes. Yes, he will. Yes, he will. Yes, he will. Thank you, Lord and I'm so glad about it. Family, we are honored tonight, amen, to be in the presence of God where there's fullness of joy. My name is Pastor Pamela Laws of the, the Total Truth Restoration Ministry, located right here in Mableton, Georgia. Mableton, Georgia. We we are humbled tonight at another opportunity to share uh, to share the very word of God with you all this evening. I'm I'm thankful, Amen, that I am saved tonight. Amen. It's filled with pre with heaven's precious gift of Holy Spirit. I thank you. I thank you for the opportunity. My my sister, Pastor Black and Pastor Pennington, awesome women of God who I am blessed. Amen. That I can call them my sister. I can't wait our fellowship next year i can't wait i can't wait super excited um to the butterfields amen thank you so much for this platform um that we are able to share the very word of god through the airways hallelujah thank you so much amen for every soul that has been saved for this because of this broadcast every uh uh relationship amen that has been restored thank you jesus hallelujah uh for for every uh every peace amen that surpasses all understanding has been given back our lord we thank you we thank you for this platform for uh my bishop and first lady bishop tyrone washington and pastor jacqueline washington uh we thank you uh, man and woman of God, and we call you blessed this evening. I thank my husband, amen, and my, my family, my children and grandchildren that are always um, a continued support for me. Uh, to our co laborers in the gospel, we call you blessed. I tell you, um, as we're going to talk about tonight, I want you to uh, don't come down, don't come down. To off the wall, stay stand your ground, amen. Stay, continue the work of ministry. And to you, Blog Talk Family, we thank you because without you, we would not be. Uh, we're thankful tonight. We're thankful tonight uh, for just continuing uh, um, the work of ministry. Hallelujah! The Bible declares that the harvest is the the harvest is great but the laborers are few, and so I'm so glad for the laborers. I'm so glad that I I know those tonight that labor among us, that we continue to do the work of ministry. Amen. Lest I hold you too long and my time runs out, um, I I want to share just a little bit um, tonight. I want to share just a little bit tonight from the Old Testament, from the book of Nehemiah. Um um the message is simply i can't come down I can't come down hallelujah. I can't come down. I want talk about uh Nehemiah and his prayer uh for restoration tonight i thought I thought my uh pastor black my my intention my intention was amen, to teach the entire book Ooh of nehemiah and and then the lord was giving me things and i was writing some things down and i'm like oh lord i want to say that and oh i want to i want to add that so it was so there was so much deliciousness and so much meat amen in in this book um that, that i wasn't able to pull it all together like like i'd like i desired i would need a little bit more time but I want to really focus on his prayer. I wanted to to really share with you the results, but but if if I can just give you the prayer, if I can just let you you hear uh, this man's compassion, his his godly example, a man of concern for his people. Ah. Uh, this compelled him, Amen, to to engage in this type of prayer. It it is something. It is something when you have such a passion and you have you see a situation. You you see a a need. There was a need amongst his people that he, in the interim, was not fully aware of there was a need that there there was a need uh, that he was not fully aware of the broken down condition of jerusalem ah uh, they they it, it had been 90 years 90 years had passed since the post captivity of of, of Jerusalem, which means the Jews had been free, had been free ninety years and, and before that their city was burned down, the walls were torn down, things were just in all of disarray, and the people had been back in their place and back uh uh getting back to business and getting back to crops and getting back to uh, uh, uh uh making ways for their family, but they were still exposed. There was no protection, and you hear about these young these men um, as you read through the book of Nehemiah, oh, oh Sanballat, and and Tobias. Uh you heard about the Ammonites and the Ashtonites and all of these individuals who wanted to keep the children of Israel. Um, they, 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 they were, uh, they were almost like what we heard about uh, the children of Israel back when Pharaoh had them, and he was. And not only did he mourn, uh, uh, Nehemiah understood that I have to do uh, a little bit more because God is not moved, amen, by our tears. The Bible says that The Bible says that, he, Bible says that he, he fasted and he cried out. And, and Nehemiah 1, uh, verse about three or four, the Bible says that he fasted and he prayed and he began to cry out. Because Nehemiah understood that when when you are in a place where you feel that nobody has your back, when you feel that there's nowhere for you to turn, when you feel like uh, you, you, you have, you are now on display for the enemy. That the enemy uh, has potential to have his way, and everything that you, 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 you think you should have, and everywhere you, you feel that you should be going, you can't really get there because the enemy is always, uh, um, um, trying to sift you as weak. So Nehemiah, he, he got the message, and he began to cry out. And so if you look at Nehemiah chapter 1, beginning at verse 5, Nehemiah 1, beginning at verse 5, I need you to hear his prayer. Nehemiah does not hold anything back in this prayer. It doesn't make himself seem like he has it all hold together. Nehemiah understands that we're going to see in this prayer that you have to come naked before God. You have to understand that um, The things that you may not want to talk about and the things uh, that, uh, Pastor Pennington, that I may not see in you that God sees and he, he knows and so we can't hide anything from him. If you want to go naked before somebody and tell them all your business, amen, God is the best person, amen, because he won't judge. He won't take what you tell him and save it to use it against you. Another day for the Bible declares that He will throw our sins into the sea of forgetfulness, not to bring them up again. And so Nehemiah begins to cry out on the behalf of his people. Ah, He says it like this in Nehemiah chapter 1, verse 5. He says, I'm sorry, back up to verse 4. It says, So it was when I heard these words that I sat down and wept and mourned for many days. I was fasting and praying before the God of heaven. And I said, I pray, Lord God of heaven, O great and awesome God, you who kept your covenant and mercy with those who you love and observed your commandment. Please let your ear be attentive and your eyes open that you may hear the prayer of your servant which I pray before you now, night and day, for the children of Israel, your servants, and confess the sins of the children of Israel, which we have Against you. Watch this. First of all, Nehemiah knew how to put God in his perspective place. He knew. He knew how to call upon him. He knew that he that he is from God. Uh he knew. He knew that he's the God of heaven. Thank you, Lord. And he knew that he was great. Ah, he knew. He knows that God is a promise keeper. That if we would just do what we have been called to do, you, we're gonna see. We're gonna see it just a bit. He says, "You who keep your covenant and mercy, and you who are that then for those that observe your commandments." He knew. He knew the place. Where God should be, He should be great. He should be high and lifted up. Even in the Book of Psalms, it said, "Oh, magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt His name together." Nehemiah also knew that because they hadn't crossed every T and dotted every I, Amen, that they had sinned. They had sinned before the Lord. He, He and His people at some point had sinned uh before him and, and so he he wanted the Lord to be attentive. Not don't don't turn your back on me. God don't 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 shut uh don't close your ears uh off to me as I come. I know I haven't done everything right. I know amen that I've done some things, said some things, not only me but my forefathers before me we've We've done things. The people that are even petitioning you about God—I know they have had a a history of being disobedient. They've had a history of turning their backs on you. Oh Lord, I thank you. We've we've had a history. It's it, it's a it's something when God knows our history, but He still lets us know that we can come boldly before the throne of grace. Ah, even though he knows that I haven't always done things right, that I haven't always said the right thing, Mother, I haven't, I haven't always, I haven't always been good. But Father, don't, don't turn. We, we, I recognize that we've sinned. I'm not coming to you like we've never done anything wrong. I recognize that we've sinned, i recognize uh before you as he says in verse seven he says i recognize that we haven't always kept your commandments here yeah? but that's what he says he he says i remember uh i i pray the word that you commanded your servant moses saying that if you are unfaithful i will scatter you among the nations he says i remember god I'm, I'm not coming to you with wax i'm not coming to you uh, as if i'm all so good i'm not coming to you that way he says but if you can return to me and keep my commandments and do them though some of you were cast out this is what he said lord i know i remember you said this uh, though some of you were cast out to the father's part of heaven, yet I will gather them from there and bring them to the place that I have chosen as a dwelling for my name. He said, now these are your servants and your people who you have redeemed. You brought back, hallelujah, that you uh, have, have brought back together your great power and your strong and oh Lord, I pray, please let your ear be attentive to the prayer of your servant and to the prayer of your servant who desire to fear your name. And let your servant prosper this day, I pray, and grant him mercy in the sight. Man, he, here it is. Even, even before Nehemiah takes the next step. He understands that we can't do anything without prayer. If God doesn't prepare the way, if God doesn't clear the red tape, God doesn't step in and touch and soften the heart of those that I'm going to need, hallelujah, on the next step of this journey, amen, I'm going to make this harder. For myself, it may even be impossible, amen, for me to complete the assignment that I might remove the burden, hallelujah, from my heart. He understood that much prayer, much power. He understood that if God be for me, hallelujah, who can be against me? He understood. Family, we have to understand tonight that if we want to accomplish the things that are pressing upon our hearts as it relates to our marriages, as it relates to our children, hallelujah, as it relates to our ministries, as it relates to our communities, hallelujah, we must pray. The Bible declares that it is the effectual, fervent prayer of the righteous that availeth much hallelujah and so nehemiah prayed this prayer he laid him he he completely exposed himself before god on behalf of his people he wasn't worried about looking good he wasn't worried about uh worried about how fancy he was he he knew that there was uh, uh there were lives that were hanging in the balance and so Nehemiah prayed this prayer and then he went about his job as the cupbearer in chapter 2 the king recognized that he was distraught he recognized that his his, his countenance had changed the king the king recognized uh, what Nehemiah uh, that Something was going on with him. I have have to move quickly. And so Nehemiah began to lay out and to make his request, amen, before the king that he wanted to go and rebuild the city of his father's tomb. Mm -hmm. He needed letters. He requested letters uh, for access of cities he needed to pass through. He needed permits. Amen. For the supplies, some of the supplies that he would need, hallelujah, in order to to complete this job, this ministry of restoration. Uh, His restoration, he needed to put it back, amen, into his former position. He needed to put it back, hallelujah, where the people would be able to stand. He needed to put it back where the enemy would no longer have easy access, hallelujah, in order to attack these people and, and so the the king granted his request. The king granted his request and if we move on in chapter two. It uh, it lets us know that once he arrived in Jerusalem, he began to take the assessment. He he began at night, amen, to walk and to tour the city because surely it can't be as bad 11, how he came and he went out at night and he began to walk around and he began to look and he began to assess uh, the situation. And once he had assessed uh, the situation and once he saw, amen, that this was bigger than one man, uh, he had to go and he had to talk to the people. And so call the people together and he said to them see the desire i'm sorry you see the 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 distress that we are in how jerusalem lies in waste and its gates are burned with fire he told the people come on and let's build the wall of jerusalem that we may no longer be a reproach that we may no longer hallelujah be mocked that we may no longer hallelujah be put on display for the enemy to treat and to do any kind of way he said come on and let's rebuild the wall he told him that the hand of my god which has been good to me ah and also of the king's word that were spoken to me see nehemiah knew hallelujah how to rally the people he knew how to get sometimes uh pastor black we just need somebody to let us know that we can do it ah they the people had been in distress for so long they had given up hope but nehemiah came And let them know, not only am I going to be your biggest cheerleader, uh, but I'm going to be the quarterback. Amen. I'm going to help you. All you have to do is understand that we can do it. Uh, All you have to do is understand, amen, that what you see is not the end. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That all you have to do is understand. Hallelujah, that we can rebuild. So this can be put back in its original place. So the Bible goes on to say, so the people said, let us rise up and build. Oh, I know the Falcons fans would love that. Let us rise up. Then they set their hands to work. Oh Lord, where my time, my time. They sit there, they set their hands to work and, and, and as soon as the people begin to set their hands to work, here 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 comes the enemy wanting to be a distraction because he had counted them out. Ah, he thought they were done for. He thought it was a one, two, three. Ah, on the mat, but the people, amen, had a new fire. The people had a new desire hallelujah the people in chapter three it goes on and it begins to lay out who was working to who and who was assigned to the walls and who was assigned to the gate and who was assigned to remove the debris everybody received their assignment because it's going to take us all to do the work why why do why do we think that nehemiah started with the wall. The Bible doesn't say why he started, but if we, if we, if I look at it just a little bit, what, what, what could be a reason that he was starting? So one of the things I thought about when starting with the wall is that's something that everybody could do. It wasn't. They what? We didn't have a whole lot of a. a, a Big crane, they didn't have big crane companies back then. They didn't They didn't have a whole lot of, of bobcat machines. No, many of these people had to carry the bricks themselves. They had to move the debris themselves. And so this was a project where everybody could work. We all have a part to play. If we want our ministry to go to the next level, it can't just be the pastor. There's an assignment for everybody. There's an assignment for the usher. There's an assignment for the deacon. There's an assignment for the music ministry. There's an assignment, Hallelujah, uh, uh, for the finance committee. Everybody can play a part in the rebuilding in community efforts. It's not just the who does the outreach. There's an assignment for everybody in the rebuilding. Process. Well, I feel like, and and like I said, the Bible doesn't say, but I felt like with the wall, everybody can be on the wall because if you if you jump over uh, to chapter five, we we won't get there. It talks about how they were on the wall working. Watch this: some were down at the bottom, laying in wait, and some were up on the wall. Watch this with a hammer in one hand. And a weapon in the other hand, because everybody could participate in the work. We we could start uh, 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 looking at that everyone in receiving their some could be watching for the enemy. Some they could take shifts. Some could work in the day, and some could work at night. Uh, because the people had a mind to work. They understood where they were going, but it all began with prayer. It all began with prayer. It all began with one man understanding, amen, that if God before me, hallelujah, that, that one could scatter a thousand, but two, put 10,000 to play, it started with a man who had a heart for God's people that understood, amen, that if I take it to the author and the finisher of my faith, if I take it to the one who knows my end from my beginning, amen, if, if I take it to the one, amen, that knows the thoughts that he thinks towards the thoughts of peace and not of evil to give us a future and a hope, if I take it to him. I know that everything is going to work out all right. So now when I find myself, hallelujah, just about hallelujah, at the completion of the assignment, and the enemy sees that we're about uh, to have victory. And when he calls, tries to calm me down, as he did Nehemiah, uh, in in uh in chapter five, uh if if when they try to call me down when they try to get me to give up i can look down at them and ask them why should i come down from the good work that i'm doing why should the work cease in nehemiah 6 verse 3 why should the work cease while i leave it and go down to you why why should i have to stoop to your level why Why, why, why must I come down? Because the work we're doing is good and and we can see victory. We can see an end. Hallelujah. We can see that we made. I can't come down. And this is what I want you to tell the enemy. Every time he tells you you can't make it, tell him I can't come down. Every and when they say that your marriage is over, let them know uh, I'm still not coming down when your children, amen, are are being wayward. Tell them I'm not, hallelujah, coming down when your finances are funny. Uh, Tell them I'm not coming down, hallelujah. When the doctors have given a bad report and says I've done all that I can do, you let them know that I'm not coming down because what's this, what the enemy thought that the children of Israel couldn't complete. In 52 days, the Bible declares the wall was complete. I can imagine they were stunned. I can imagine that they were amazed, but it all began with a prayer for restoration. Nehemiah laid his petitions out to the Lord, and such as we, as we lay our petitions for families that need to be saved, for loved ones who need to know him, for things in our lives, amen, that seem to be dead, that have been burned down, that have been, that that has debris, that that seems that it'll never be. There's a prayer, hallelujah, that we can pray with an earnest heart that God will hear and manifest, and it won't just work for you, but it'll work with everybody who works with you. Family, we have to stand together. The Bible declares in Ecclesiastes that a three-strand cord is not easily broken. We're not broken. Hallelujah. We do know how to stand. We do know how to move forward. Family, and if you would just trust God, hallelujah, in the process, do know that he'll never fail you. He'll never leave you. He made you a promise that he'll be there even until the end of the age. Hallelujah, don't come down from the wall. Do know that I love you. Hallelujah, I appreciate you, and I praise God for you. Pastor Black, we turn the call back over to you. Thank you, Lord.
1: Amen. Praise the Lord. I am encouraged to stand. I hope and pray, my brothers and sisters, you've been blessed by that word, I hope and pray that this week you will take out the time to read the story of Nehemiah. You will be encouraged. If you're feeling like uh, you you want to give up, if you feel like you can't make it, if you feel like you don't know what to do, Pastor started us off with the, the, the self-help tool we need tonight, and that is the book of Nehemiah. Thank you so much, Pastor Law, for that word on tonight to encourage us, to motivate us, and to inspire us to not come down and continue to do the work that God has commissioned and commanded us to do. We love you tonight, Pastor, and we thank God for you. And to each of you that have called in tonight, thank you for calling in. I hope and pray that something has been said. I hope and pray that you heard something that is going to encourage you, that's going to strengthen your love relationship with the Lord and cause you to continue to work and be faithful until the Lord decides that enough is enough. I love you with the love of the Lord. Be blessed, my brother. Be blessed, my sister. I love you, and there's nothing you can do about it.
2: Hallelujah, salvation.